Welcome, folks, to Ronin Rabbit, episode 114. I am your host, Ed Moore. The Ronin Rabbit is a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast, and there will be spoilers. You can get in touch on Twitter via Teal Productions, T-E-A-L. On Facebook, I post the episodes on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo page. The website is bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit, and the email address is usagipodcast at gmail.com. The book before me is Usagi Ojimbo, Volume 3, Issue 38, published by Dark Horse Comics, May of 2000. The story is entitled Reunion. Our dramatis personae include Miyamoto Usagi, the priest Senshobo, and the Ronin now mercenary Genosuke. As the book opens, Usagi is making his way through the woods near the temple that uh, Senshobo is head priest over. He notices there on the ground in a muddy patch that there are many, many footprints and is concerned perhaps something is happening or has happened at the temple that he needs to make himself aware of. So he hurries through, gets to a clearing at the temple just as he sees Eight brigands confronting the priest Senshobo at the temple gate. One of the brigands rushes him to try to gain entry into the temple grounds, but Senshobo, with a quick thrust of his staff, lays the gentleman out and he tumbles down the stairs. He notices Usagi over across the way and says, Aloud, leave, brigands. The merchant has sought and received sanctuary in this temple. We will not turn him or his gold over to you. And the, the brigands, well, we'll see about that. We'll be back. As they gather their wounded and move off to wherever they're headquartered right now. Usagi thinks clever of San Shobo to fill me in on what's going on. I've got to think of some way to help him. If I knew more about the bandits... How many in the gang? How strong the leaders are? Their plans? Hmm. It sounds like they're not camped too far away. If it's dark enough, I can get in undetected and sit somewhere and listen as they talk over whatever they're going to be talking over. You know, he can hear the, the gossip. And he does. He sits at a very, very outer segment of the circle around the campfire and listens in as the Brigands talk about storming the wall, uh, killing all of the priests inside that their leader has already paid them, but that they'll get a bonus if they get what he wants. No mention of who the leader is, no mention of what he wants. And this goes on for a while. Usagi gains you know, as much information as he can, and as he's getting ready to leave, one of the brigands comes up to him kind of drunk and tries to engage in conversation talking about, you know, here, have a drink. And Usaki says, no, I need to go relieve one of the two guards they left watching the temple. You know, it's my turn. And the guy's like, no, no, here, have a drink instead. They go back and forth until finally the guy says, wait a minute, I don't think I know you. Now Usagi's got to be got to be thinking on his feet a little bit here. He says, I, uh, I was just hired by the boss today. And the guy's like, he hired you today, did he? And he doesn't believe him and starts yelling out, alert, alert, a spy. Usagi takes the proffered jug of drink and uh, breaks it over top the dude's head, knocking him out. But not before everyone in the camp hears, because he wasn't that far away, and the dude, you know, shouted out quite easily loud enough for everyone to hear. 
So, so Usagi rushes back towards the temple. Now, the number of, of the group that he has seen here, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 23. The two at the temple is 25. So, you know, he's looking upwards to 30 guys. He's not really going to be able to fight them and win. So he rushes to the temple, rushes past the two guards, killing uh, both of them. But he did warn them, get out of my way. And then he says, I warned you after he kills him. Bangs on the gate. It's me, Usagi. Open up. And then turns to fend off the brigands as they're rushing up. He lays low one a second. And then the gate creaks open a little bit. And a pair of hands reaches out and grabs him and pulls him in. They shut the gate behind him. Uh, It's then as he is, you know, sheathing his sword and straightening himself up that we see that Genosuke is here, as is Sanshobo. Sanshobo fills him in basically on what's going on, and it is the exact same thing he told, yelled out to the brigands, and the same things for the most part that they were talking about in their group that Usagi overheard. So now they're wondering, "Mm, why do they want that merchant so bad? Well, let's talk to him. So uh, they set out to find the merchants who have gone into hiding because they're afeared with all those bad guys outside. But Genosuke says, well, actually, I know that they put their chest of gold in here, in one of the rooms. So he and Usagi go to check that out. Senshobo and the priest go to uh, check out the grounds to try to find the merchant and the two surviving members of his entourage uh, that got into the temple. Usage and Genosuke find the chest, open it up, and when they do, we see question mark exclamation point in a uh, speech bubble. So they make whatever sounds are equivalent to question mark exclamation point. Outside, the priests have found the merchant and his two men, and they're questioning them. Um, the merchants really don't seem to know much, and then suddenly the chest is thrown out onto the ground and as it falls open we see just a bunch of rocks fall out and Usagi says this is the gold the merchant was transporting and we see the uh, merchant and his two men we've been discovered, kill them, kill them all as they pull out concealed comma Uh, it, it was just the wooden part, it looked like just you know, stakes But then spring-loaded in them are the metallic arms that form the comma. So they, there's three of them. There's three in our group, right? Usagi, Genosuke, and Senshobo. So they fight back and forth. We see each of our duets, good guy, bad guy, fighting. Until finally, uh, Usagi, at the end here, sheaths his sword and says, They were skilled fighters, too skilled to be mere porters. And so Senshobo says, I agree. Tie up the merchant. It's about time we found out what's going on. So they tie him up and try to question him. Um, He's not giving anything away. And they're thinking, there's nothing of value in the temple. And then Senshobo says, unless... And Usagi and Gen look at each other and say, grass cutter. So uh, thinking back to the end of the grass cutter saga, the sword was um, just being held here at the temple. With ultimately what they're going to do is they're going to transport it to the Atsuta Shrine and hopefully hide the sword in plain sight. Now, if nobody knows that's what they're doing, then the assumption will be this is a sword, this is a, a shrine to the grass cutter blade. 
So all those that go to the shrine will assume that this is just a fake sword that is there because the real grass cutter has uh, faded away into legend. You know, this is just a stand-in for it. Well, these folks know because of the grass cutter saga that they are in possession of the real god-forged grass cutter sword. And they were going to store it in plain sight there, you know, thinking nobody would be the wiser. Well, apparently somebody found out or somebody remembers or, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure precisely the, I, I don't personally recall the, the uh, lineage, not the lineage, the um, where the sword went throughout the story from person to person to person to try to surmise who would know that they have it. You know, I mean, it was a huge battle. All of the characters from Usagi's stories were in it. Um, so keeping track of who knows, I, I would say it would have to be one of the ninja clans, uh, probably the Nico ninja that know about it. So um, as they're still trying to get information out of this merchant, the large brand, uh, band of brigands attack coming over the wall. So now the priests here apparently don't fight. They're, they're not fighting priests like you have over in the Middle East during the Middle Ages. The Hospitallers and the Templars and the, you know, all those guys. That's not these priests. These priests run. They're just pious. They don't fight. Sanshobo fights because he's a former general for somebody. I forget who. And of course we have Genosuke and Usagi who know nothing but fight. So the three of them rush in. All of the priests rush out. Uh, the 25, 30, 40 plus brigands rush in over the wall. And a large, large fight in, 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 uh, in, in, in ensues. There's the word I'm looking for. Wow. Insure. No, that's like a drink that you... Yeah, never mind. A large battle ensues. Um, we have many panels here of the different good guys fighting. Until finally, Usagi says... Um, Everyone is either dead, unconscious, or has surrendered. Senshobo tells his priests to tie up the living, help the wounded, and just leave the dead laying there. He dispatches one of them to go to the nearest village and get the authorities. As they go back in to talk to the merchant again, he's dead. Usagi realizes that he's been choked on his own tongue. Uh, he committed suicide rather than give anything away. And so... They steal themselves, our trio, to begin the journey to Atsuta Shrine to take the grass cutter there, which is an interesting decision because somebody somewhere obviously knows that the grass cutter is there. So if they just sit back and they watch these three characters journey, you can't help but assume that they are journeying with the sword. Wherever they finally end up, you would assume, is where the sword ends up. And so if you're trying to do something like leave a priceless artifact hidden in plain sight, the fact that somebody knows where you're going would seem to kind of render all of that null and void. So the fact that they're still wanting to go to the shrine with somebody knowing they're in possession of the grass cutter, I'm not sure if that's still the best idea to do. But that is the setup for the grass cutter 2 Saga, which will start with issue 39 and is a story of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chapters. Um, so it goes for the next half, three quarters of a year. 
uh, in publishing time. And I guess we'll find out, you know, what they decided to do with Grass Cutter there. The only word uh, that was introduced is Kama, K-A-M-A. We've had that before. It's a sickle-shaped martial arts weapon, and these men had them hidden. They had retractable, comma, spring-loaded, and then when they were revealed, they attacked with those. Next time out, Usagi Ujimbo, Volume 3, Issue 39 from Dark Horse Comics, dated July 2000, the first chapter of the Grasscutter 2 saga. Talk to you guys then. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License.